Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone, to NFT Nation, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. In today's episode, I'll be explaining a few news stories that is very bullish for the future of crypto and Web3. So I hope you all will find these stories very interesting and uh, let's get right into it. Also, this uh, these news stories are part of our kind of Bitcoin bulletin um, series where we just explain the most recent uh, NFT and crypto news to date that we think our viewers will find interesting. So for my first story, the FDIC uh, wants U.S. banks to report their current and, and intended crypto related activities. So the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which is the FDIC, is the United States corporation that insures depositors at the U.S. commercial and savings banks. Issued, they issued a financial institution letter Thursday. Uh, this letter requests that institutions uh, supervised by the eight or uh, this pretty much just told all the banks that were uh, doing stuff with crypto to uh, require, require them to. Uh, pretty much notify the FDIC of all their uh, crypto-related activities or their intentions to engage in crypto-related activities. So pretty much if the banks hold crypto or planning to hold or sell crypto, they have to tell the FDIC. And according to the letter, it is difficult for institutions as well as the FDIC to adequately adequately, oh my lord, my, my words today, assess the safety and soundness financial stability and consumer protection implications without considering each crypto related activity on an individual basis so pretty much the fdic just wants to keep uh business uh individuals as well as banks safe with all this crypto um investment and many different things that's going on in the crypto market so the fdic wants to receive all information necessary for to pretty much engage with the institution regarding related risks so pretty much the fdic wants to understand all the risk that is kind of that can happen with crypto so that's why they're telling all the banks to give them all the information they have um so pretty much institutions are encouraged to contact state regulators simultaneously so not only are the banks giving the fdic their um information they also want to have the banks give the local kind of state regulators the information as well so they're able to make laws with crypto and also the note advises that institutions should be able to demonstrate their ability to conduct crypto related activities in a safe and sound manner Uh, descriptions of the risk considerations facing the institutions broken down in the categories of safety and soundness financial stability and consumer protection make up the bulk of the letter so pretty much the fdic just wants to understand how much money is going into the crypto market what all these huge players in the financial space are doing with crypto and kind of the fdic just wants to understand well how can we regulate this like will the banks like what we do like what are the banks doing so we can fully understand it 
So uh, I think this story is really bullish on for crypto and everything since the government wants to fully understand it. And if the government is getting their information from banks that are putting millions upon millions of dollars into the crypto market, it just makes it better for everyone because the banks can be trusted in the eyes of the government. So for my next story, um, Coinbase starts crypto trading services in India. So uh, Coinbase, which is uh, otherwise known as Coin, has now made its crypto trading services available to users in India. And the, uh, the, uh, the firm announced this on Thursday. So pretty much the exchanges app will now be active in India. The firm said in an event in India's tech hub, uh, Bengaluru. I definitely messed that up, but it seems like a just... Uh, big city, kind of like a Silicon Valley of India. Uh, Coinbase is the world's second largest exchange by trade volume, which is really good for the Indian uh, kind of community to be able to invest in that. And uh, Brian Armstrong, the co-founder and CEO of Coinbase, who has been in India over the last few weeks, announced that the company is making a long-term investment in India. And the firm's chief product, uh, product officer, Shiroch Karati, or Chatterjee, which definitely butchered that name as well, uh, later demonstrated user onboarding experience on the exchange. So it seems like they had a big announcement in India and kind of showed the audience how how uh, the normal uh, Indian person can create a Coinbase account and begin to invest. The announcement comes at a time when India has announced stiff new crypto taxes, uh, which is uh, kind of a middle ground on where you stand on how you want to be taxed because at least the government allows it but then obviously people don't want to be taxed on their gains but the law includes a 30 percent tax on profits from from crypt, uh, crypto transactions which came into effect on april 1st which is kind of funny isn't it? it's a uh, april fool's day a law gets introduced but you know the law is the law and a controversial one percent tax deduct at source which will be effect july 1 so pretty much uh the government will tax um uh, you no matter what, if you're buying or selling crypto, always at 1%. Uh, earlier this week, Coinbase announced its plan to hire 1,000 people in India at its tech hub by the end of the year. So obviously, Coinbase sees a lot of potential in the Indian crypto market, and they think that uh, maybe India is the new Silicon Valley. You never know. And I think Coinbase is going to be the head of this new bull run in India. So uh, yeah, we'll see what... Uh, they all have to do in India. So for my third story, it is Robinhood releases crypto wallets to 2 million users. And they, uh, Robinhood also plans to integrate with the Bitcoin Lightning Network. So uh, Robinhood Markets said Thursday it has activated its crypto wallet for over 2 million eligible customers, making digital asset transfers broadly possible in the long firewalled investments app. So if anyone that actually has used uh, Robinhood and bought crypto on Robinhood in the past, you can, uh, you've seen that you're not able to transfer the physical crypto into any other wallet. It can only stay on Robinhood, which if you don't own your actual wallet, you really just don't own the crypto, which it's really good to see that uh, Robinhood's actually giving their um, users an actual wallet. But the chief product officer, I'm going to get this wrong again, <laughs> Aparna Chi Pranga, Please look up that name and see if you can pronounce it. That was awful. Um, made the announcement on on stage at the Bitcoin 2022 conference in Miami. Only a handful of wallet beta testers could move Bitcoin, Ether, and Dogecoin, and maybe a couple other coins in and out of Robinhood's uh, walled garden, you could say, which pretty much is uh, kind of like a metaphor for 
um, how their system works with cryptocurrency, where you cannot um, export the crypto to another exchange or another wallet. Um, but now all waitlisted customers outside of the regulatory no-go zones, which is Nevada, New York, and Hawaii, can do so. So they are able to transfer their crypto into different wallets. Additionally, she said that Robinhood will support um, Bitcoin transactions on the Lightning Network, which is the speedy, low-cost settlement layer for Bitcoin. Uh, this is obviously because Robinhood does not want to have to pay high fees to transfer crypto in and out of their kind of system. Also, she had a quote that said, for the larger community, this is a fantastic way to access Bitcoins, uh, Bitcoin cheaply in a green way, because obviously um, Bitcoin mining can be very, very bad on the environment if not done correctly. She said also uh, adding that Bitcoin is the top recurring buy on the app. So pretty much in Robinhood, you can set up like every month or whatever, or maybe every day you're buying Bitcoin um, or any type of stock. And this is obviously good because the majority of people that use Bitcoin uh, or sorry, people that use Robinhood are buying Bitcoin. So obviously uh, this news story is not all sunshine and rainbows. Uh, Robinhood has seen a lot of kind of limitations, which oh sorry, with their um, crypto and wallet kind of wait list. But uh, still, Robinhood's multi-asset wallet falls short of true functionality. It cannot plug into Ethereum-based services, like kind of kind of similar to how MetaMask does it. It cannot accept ERC20 tokens and NFTs or any type of asset outside of Robinhood's trading list. And tokens generated by airdrops and forks won't work either. So pretty much, it's not really a functional wallet. You can really only buy and sell crypto. Um, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Robinhood, maybe some Ethereum, um, uh, maybe Bitcoin Cash or something like that. You can't, you don't have all the abilities like a Coinbase does, and you don't have as much freedom either. So any NFTs sent to a Robinhood Ethereum address may be lost and maybe even uh, unrecoverable. So if you have a Robinhood wallet with Ethereum, do not try to do not try to mint or buy any type of NFT with that wallet because nine times out of 10, it will just kind of disappear and not be sent, not be sent anywhere. Also, staking appears uh, off limits for now. And Tenev has recently acknowledged customers' desire for yield farming feature and said during last quarter's earnings call that Robinhood was investing in necessary technology. So obviously, uh, Robinhood is listening to their customers and they're trying to implement features that all the kind of users of Robinhood will like. And also a staking service staking service would have to be compliant, he said. So obviously um, Robinhood wants to implement staking as well, but they have to make sure that it's compliant with all the necessary regulations. Um, also, users won't be charged for moving their Robinhood-based crypto into wallets that have such abilities. So pretty much if you want to stake or whatever, you, you will not be charged by Robinhood from moving that into a wallet that can actually be staked. The company said it will apply estimated gas fees, but not withdrawal fees to requested outbound transfers. That's really good to see that Robinhood is going to allow users to freely, um, obviously with gas fees and everything, but they're not going to have an in-house fee just to transfer crypto in and out, which is good to see. Also, there's a $5,000 daily cap on outbound transfers and newly required crypto um stays put until the transaction settles the web page says or web page said so obviously i don't think any huge player is going to be exporting and importing crypto from their robinhood accounts it's only a five thousand dollar limit 
Further, users must undergo an identity check and enable two-factor authentication to access the wallet. So some people do not like this because they like to stay anonymous with crypto, but you know the average investor doesn't really care that much about being uh, like you already have all your data sent to Robinhood, so it's not really a big deal there. So for my last story, uh, if anyone is a big NFT head in the audience, this is kind of bullet another bu- another reason. Sorry to be bullish on NFTs, and this story is all about sports NFTs are expected to generate over two billion dollars in 2022. So the global non-fungible token trading surpassed about $40 billion in 2021. This year, NFTs for sports media alone are expected to generate over $2 billion in transactions. And that's about double last year's total, which uh, the CCO of founding partner of of Eternity Chain uh, said that in an interview with CNBC and Yahoo Finance. And also that's double, $2 billion expected is double the volume of last year's sports trading volume. So it's good to see that um, many, many people in the community are very bullish on the future for sports NFTs and sports collectibles. Um, also, the C- the CCO talked about how the digitiz- digitization of content and especially sports content is becoming very, very popular. Um, you're seeing big corporations like the NBA, NFL, and other major sports leagues um, for- come together with crypto businesses to make their own nft collection which is really great to see because honestly it's just more and more huge corporations getting into the business of nfts and crypto is always good because that's what's going to help it go mainstream and also the online world is moving very fast and it's really important that people want to own things online just how back in the old days people wanted to just obviously own sports cards it's just or physical sports cards it's really just moving on to the online and the blockchain just because it's the digitization of everyday assets so i I, this this um story makes me very very bullish on the future of nfts and obviously if you're going to invest in a certain sports nft invest at your own risk because you really don't know how uh the value the value of something can go up or down it can go both ways easily but um also it's very similar to buying a sports card you really don't know if that player gets hurt, you never know um, the the price or of that card might tank. My tank. So you obviously have to be speculative as well as understand the investments you might be making. But obviously, I am not a financial advisor. I'm just a guy that's really interested in crypto and NFTs. That's just given um, or spreading the word of some news that's happened in the crypto and NFT space. So I really hope you guys found this episode interesting. If you learned something new through these news stories feel free to give us a share and five stars on spotify that really helps us because since we are a very very small podcast here telling if you uh give us five stars on spotify that's pretty much telling spotify that this is a really good podcast that needs to grow and more and more people should start should begin to listen just like you're listening now so obviously if you want to contact us in any way you can check out our instagram twitter tiktok and youtube um they're all at nft underscore nation underscore podcast we have the same logo for all of our social medias and if you want to send send us a message and you have a question maybe even a future topic about a podcast episode feel free to do that and yeah guys that's going to be all for me today and hope you learned something have a good day